Joe Biden is done. You're listening to the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Top story of the day, Joe Biden's done. This has appeared to be the case for a while now, but never has it been clearer than now that President Biden is done. I think he's done after the midterms. We will find out if he lasts his full four terms. I don't think he will because this past week, according to the media, has been Biden's best week ever. Look at everything he's done just this past week. He's killed a terrorist who's died a handful of times already, at least certainly seems that way in the reporting. He's build back better climate change bill with its shiny new Orwellian name. What's it called now? The Inflation Reduction Act that passed the Senate and his approval ratings have seen a meteoric rise skyrocketing from 37.7% all the way up to 39.3%. That's a 1.6% rise in just one week. Unbelievable week for Biden. And he did it all while having COVID, being locked away. Apparently he's out and about now. Whatever happened to the 10 to 14 days of isolation after testing positive. I thought you had to get the negative test and then wait 10 to 14 days. But who cares? What a week for Biden. Let's all celebrate the big guy this week. He's done a great job. A Washington Post headline today summarized Biden's big week perfectly, saying that Biden steps out of the room and finds legacy-defining wins. Quite an original headline. It's unfortunate that I heard three people on CNN today say the exact same thing. But I guess when what someone is doing is so historic and so apparent that everybody is going to come to the same conclusion word for word. Because of how just great Biden is. And we know how great he is because during his legacy-defining week, which this past week has been apparently, the main story that the mainstream media is focusing on today surrounding that, they're actually giving more attention to this story today, is a story alleging that former President Trump tried to flush paper down a White House toilet with images. This is how we know how historic Biden's week is. This is a story that 18 different mainstream media news shows, hour by hour, all covered. We have photos of the toilet. Let's look at side-by-side photos of the toilet and the names written on it. Look at the paper that has it. This is how we know how historic Biden is. This is how we know Biden is done. Is during his history, his legacy-defining week, the main story they focus on on Monday is something Trump tried to flush down a toilet. Allegedly. In fact, let's hear from the woman who broke this story herself. She actually wrote about the story previously, but the new evidence came in, and she's talking about that right now or earlier on CNN. Here's the clip. Flushing presidential records. New photos. Yes, new photos. Backup reporting. You see it right there. That the Trump White House documents were shredded and then tossed in the toilet. What we're seeing on screen right now is we're seeing a side-by-side image of two toilets. We have no idea where those toilets come from. One of them is just the inside of a toilet. That's it. It is literally the inside of a toilet. We have no idea where the toilet is. Somebody put a camera so far into a toilet that all you can see is like a close-up of the toilet. And the other one is you can kind of see what's around the toilet. You can see the corner of the room that the toilet is in. And honestly, it doesn't look clean enough to be a toilet from the White House. We have no idea what these toilets are. And on the paper is we have what appears to be cut up paper. One of them says Rogers on it. The other one says Stephanie. And we, I can't tell what the other one says because it's, it's too far away and it looks scribbled. 
But that's all we see. This could be Jeffrey Tubin's toilet for all we know. Hunter Biden's toilet. We have no idea whose toilet we're looking at. This is disgusting. I'll let the clip continue. This is CNN. Apple's a banana. Banana's an idiot news. Whatever they're saying is. And don't even get me started on that swooshing transition from toilet to the segment. That the Trump White House documents were shredded and then tossed in the toilet. New photos revealed today reportedly showing White House documents in toilets. You see them right there. Those documents allegedly flushed by the former president, Donald Trump. These photos were obtained by Maggie Haberman of The New York Times. And the images support earlier reporting by Maggie Haberman that the former president often ripped up official documents and that the White House staff would then find paper clogging toilets. I'm sorry to keep stopping this, but it's just such idiocy that it has to be pointed out. The guy's on screen next to toilets, and he's presenting it as serious evidence of what he's trying to imply as some sort of criminal activity based on a book written by Margie Haberman, who she's promoting, which she promoted months ago. But this new evidence, which is these images of these toilets that nobody actually knows whose toilets they are, where these toilets are from. Anybody could have cut up what appears to be. I don't know if those are three by five index cards or what they are, and put them in a toilet. Whose handwriting is that? I have no idea. We have no idea who put those cards there. And he is saying that this supports her claims in her book. No, I'm sorry. You don't get to just make random claims in a book and then say, hey, look at these images of stuff in a toilet. That proves my earlier point. Maggie Haberman is with us now. Maggie, thank you for your time. You know, your first instinct, you see the photos, it it is to laugh. uh, And that's an understandable reflex. However, uh, if these documents were put in a shredder or thrown in a fireplace or disposed of some other way, it'd be the same result, the destruction of presidential records. That's exactly right, Sean. When I was uh, doing research uh, for my upcoming book, Confidence Man. How was she conducting this research? Was she going around D.C. investigating all of the toilets? Uh, in the past year, I learned about this habit of Trump's. It was not widely known of, but it was known of uh, by some in the White House that he was doing this. And as you say, this is a violation of the Presidential Records Act, uh, which you know is a Watergate-era act where documents created or generated by the president and given to the president are supposed to be preserved. Now, who knows what else there was? Who knows what he was doing with things? His, you know, habit of tearing up documents and not having much concern about, you know, respect for them and preservation of them was known. But this disposal method was not. And as you say, if it was a fireplace, if it was a shredder, if it was almost anything else, it would still be the same issue. It, 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 it you know, get it prompts laughs, but it's actually not a funny issue. And the word habit, I think, is key to it in the sense that the presidency is a stressful job. If any president did it once uh, in a fit of rage, a disappointment or whatever, uh, I'm not saying it's OK, uh, but maybe understandable. Right. Uh, but in the pictures here, you have a toilet on That's the right. left, which is said to be a White House toilet, a toilet on the right, which your sources told you was during an overseas trip. Uh, this was not a one off. This was something your sources tell you uh, the former president did repeatedly. Her sources tell her that the toilet on the right is the White House toilet. The toilet on the left, that is a toilet from an overseas trip. Her anonymous, they would only speak on the condition of anonymity. Very serious tone talking about where the images of these toilets came from. And we're not going to say who the person sneaking around following Trump and taking images of toilets after he walks out of bathrooms is. It's a very, very important investigative reporter. Notice how they emphasize here that Trump does this a lot. He destroys this evidence a lot. Yet all they're showing here is evidence of absolutely nothing. It's just all based on a presumption backed up by no evidence here. And they can't prove where either of these 
toilet. I'm sorry to continue saying this, but this is the news today. This is the news today. They can't prove where they are. They can't prove who put the notes in there. They can't prove who wrote the words on the notes. They can prove literally none of this. But yet, this is the basis for evidence that Trump destroyed presidential records. And that's where all of this is going. My mind is splattered all over the wall right now how stupid this is. And here I am covering it. But you know, this is Biden's best week ever, the best week of his presidency, his legacy-defining week. And we're talking about toilets that nobody can actually identify where they are or who put the paper in them. Great week, Biden. This stuff makes the movie Idiocracy look like a psychological thriller. How do these people look their families in the eye when they go home at night? How do they look their toilets in the eye when they go home at night? I mean, what is wrong with these people? They are just bought in propagandists. I mean, this is the emptiest reporting I don't even want to say I've ever seen in my life, but it's pretty, well, it's not all the way empty because it hasn't been flushed, obviously. The evidence is still there. It hasn't even been destroyed. Unbelievable. And you know how they could prove this? You know how they could prove that this was a toilet in the White House is they could show a further back picture of the toilet in question, the you know evidence, and prove that, hey, this is a White House toilet. You see, oh, wait a minute, they can't actually do that because the toilet on the right that he speaks of is the one where the image was taken from the inside of the toilet. Somebody stuck their camera phone inside of it to where you could only see in the toilet. You can't see what's around it. So it's unprovable. It's unprovable that this is a White House toilet. How convenient. These people are despicable. Correct. Throughout the presidency is what sources, uh, you know, more than one source has told me, John. And it's important to note that when I reported this back in February, Trump denied it uh, and attacked me personally, uh, which is part of why a source provided these photos. For somebody to take these photos speaks to the fact that they did not find it to be normal. They did not find this to be routine procedure or, as you say, a one-off. And as you know, there's there's more than one uh, more than one instance there. Right. And it, it is, uh, again, you show the photos, uh, your first instinct might be one thing, but think about what's in there. Shredded White House documents, you see two congressmen's yep. name in the toilet on the right there, Maggie Haveman. It's very important reporting and now backed up uh, despite what the Trump and the Trump camp now saying. Again, uh, this is all detailed, of course, in the upcoming book. You'll certainly want to read it. Confidence, Matt. You see it right there. For someone to take these photos, she says, in a real serious fashion, you're telling me that someone took these photos because they wanted to prove wrongdoing. They saw such a wrong going on that they had to go in and do that, but they did not have the wherewithal to step back and take photos from a distance that could prove where this toilet actually was and that it was in the White House. This is an idiot. This is the dumbest person on the planet. If this is the journalist actually doing, oh, I, I have no idea. I stuck my whole fist in the toilet. My hands were wet. My camera phone got water on it. I'm lucky the picture. This is a CNN headline story across all news. And this guy has the audacity to say that it's all backed up now. That photo could have been taken at any Waffle House in America. This is the grift, okay? This is the grift, and I'm genuinely concerned for those who buy this stuff. If this were reported on by one obscure show that I wouldn't be talking about, but it's not. This has been reported on all day, every single CNN news show, every hour they've reported on this. I've seen it on multiple mainstream websites. This is a main story. This is more important than Biden's big week. This, this evidence-free toilet story that in the end we see exactly what the purpose of this story is, at least one of the purposes anyway, 
is that they're trying to market Margie Haberman's book. I mean, this is a book marketing campaign, masked as news. And you actually, when you really pay attention to the news, almost every single guest they have on the news is marketing some sort of book. And all you got to do is write an anti-Trump book. That's it. Write an anti-Trump book. It doesn't matter. The book could claim that sources that would only speak on the condition of anonymity told me that Trump raped 37 puppies while in the White House. And then they'd have two weeks of panel discussions on CNN and MSNBC about it. Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal even would all write articles about it. They'd roll Bernstein and Woodward out to talk about how they haven't seen anything this horrible, this blatant violation of presidential duties since Nixon. I mean, that's what they do. And this is why this concerns me. I need to calm down a little bit here because it is getting me worked up. And that is part of the goal. But I am concerned for those who buy into this, because if you believe something like this, something that is this disconnected from actual evidence proving a claim, there is no connection to evidence in the claim here, the claim that presidential documents were destroyed. First of all, the documents still exist. So if the claim is that Trump destroyed presidential documents or whatever that claim was, the documents are still there. We can see them in the photos. So what happened to that evidence that was allegedly destroyed if we can see them in the photos? Did somebody take a picture? They, they would stick their hand all the way in the toilet, but they wouldn't actually get the evidence out of the toilet? Is that where they draw the line? I'll put my phone in there, but no way am I actually grabbing that evidence, even if democracy is under threat. If you believe evidence like this, I say that in quotes, then you'd believe anything they put up on the screen doesn't matter how disconnected from reality it is. The person who believes something like this would believe whatever they said. They could say, we have proof that Trump shredded presidential documents, flushed them down the toilet. Here is photo evidence of the toilet with the evidence that's being flushed. And then they could just put a picture of Hunter Biden's penis on the screen and these people would believe it. If they believe this, they would believe that. Oh, my gosh, there it is. I see the damning evidence right there. It's an interesting shaped toilet. And they would buy it. They would believe it. I am seriously worried about people who buy this. Step back. Step away from your tribal allegiance. Stop believing anything that is anti-Trump because this is the power they have over you. People don't realize that their hate of Trump is such a powerful tool for propagandists. When anything that people say that Trump does, you automatically hate and they know how you're going to react to it. You are under complete control of them. I didn't vote for Trump. I don't love Trump. I think Trump is funny. I will admit that. I'm not like a Trump guy. I'm just telling people who every time Trump says something and you lose your effing mind and believe it, then you are completely under their control. And I'm worried for you. You're the most manipulatable person on the planet if you buy stuff like the stories that we're seeing in the news this week. And that's all I have to say about it. If you have friends who've been poisoned by this tribalism, play this for them. Just ask them Just ask them to please ask questions. Just ask questions about this BS that they're trying to pump into your head. This is how they control you. People talk about the Trump effect, and they always talk about people on the right how they're affected by Trump, the, the cults and everything. It's the people who are most affected and controlled by Trump and the, the Trump effect are the people on the left. You could literally put two toilets up on a screen with no context around where the toilets are, who put whatever in the toilets, and they'll just believe it. Those are the people who have been truly affected by Trump.
Not the right-wingers they focus on. And I'm begging you, if you're a progressive or if you're a Democrat and you buy this, step back and question your own tribalism. I mean, this is powerful. This is how they control. This is how propaganda works. Look, I know I'm animated today. This stuff has got me fired up. Just demand more evidence than they're giving you. I don't care who you support. I really don't. I do not care. Just demand evidence before you buy into something holy, okay? Because they do not want people demanding evidence. They want to create a culture where evidence-free is the way to go, and anything they can program into our minds, we accept because they can trigger those tribal, emotional, psychological responses in us. Demand more evidence. Respect yourself, because they are laughing at you if you believe this stuff. They think you're stupid if you believe this stuff. And and unfortunately, I have discovered that I know some people who do. I mean, it's baffling to me. And I know I started this whole thing off by saying that Biden is done. (laughs) That is one reason he's done. When his best week ever, the main focus of the news is two toilets. However, that's not the only reason we know Biden's done. It's not even the main reason we know Biden is done. During his best week ever, this is the question that everybody has been asked in the news. I'm serious. I've seen probably 12 different people ask the exact same question and give the exact same response. I'm going to give you a quick sampling of how people have responded in the mainstream media today when asked if they think Biden should run for office again in 2024. Here is a quick little montage of the responses. I will support President Biden. Do you want him to run? If he decides he wants to run. If he chooses to run again, I am there to support him. My mission is to win this election in 2022. If Joe Biden runs for president, I will support him. But I also think we really have to see what happens this November. That was just a sampling. I saw probably 20, 25 commentators the past two days expressing the exact same sentiments there. It is his best week ever, according to these people. Yet nearly everyone interviewed or on a panel discussion responded to the question of whether or not they want him to run again the exact same way. Almost verbatim. None of them could just say yes. None of them actually answered the question. They all said the same thing. If he runs again, I'll support him. Do you want to play for the New York Mets? If I played for the New York Mets, I'd be a supportive teammate. That's not somebody who wants to play for the Mets. That's someone who wants to be on someone else's team. But what's interesting about this is that the response was so highly coordinated. I mean, it was uniform throughout Across all progressive networks, of course, there was like one or two people who currently work in the White House or who just got done working in the White House who said, I I guess, yeah, I want him to run after, you know, getting their leg pulled like they were bullied into saying it. But that was like two out of like 25 people. I mean, I watched a lot and they all said the same thing. It's pretty extraordinary. And what they're doing is they're projecting this message onto their viewers and Democrats that. They don't want him to run. That they, they need to choose someone else. And this is the best week of his presidency, a legacy-defining week. And no one could even answer the question, really. Yes, I want him to run. No, none of them. He is done. And you see it in the imagery, too. They show images of him, of him walking across the lawn. They make him look very frail, where his coat is way too big. Some wardrobe person puts a coat three sizes too big on him. It looks like he's wearing a dress, like he's withering away. I mean, he looks like an old man who slipped out of a nursing home and is trying to flag down an ice cream truck in some of these photos. These people know what they're conveying with this imagery. He is out. 
The question is, when? When is he done? And my prediction after he was elected was that he would get two years and that he'd be done. Then they give it to Kamala. And I think I could be, I think I could be onto something there. I think that he could be done after the midterms. And here's why I originally thought that, and I still think this, I think this would be why if he is done after the midterms, is if he's done after the midterms, he gets his two years as president, fulfills his duties or gets whatever they get out of him, and then they can ensure that they get the first female president without having to do it through vote. That is, unless Biden does what I really wanted Trump to do, which is I wanted him to, before he was done in office, I wanted him to announce that he identifies as female and that he's honored to be the first female president. I would have loved it had Trump done that. I just want to say before I'm done, I identify as a woman, and as the first female president, it's been an honor to serve this country. I would love it if Biden did that. I would like Biden far more if he did that. Is that too much to ask? I mean, we have stories all day today featuring two toilets, and nobody knows where they are. Is it too much to ask that Biden identifies a woman before he ends his presidency? Is that too much to ask? I don't think it is. I think it would be rather brave of Biden if he did that. He could stand up there. He could bring Leah Thomas up there. They could swim a lap or two together. I think that he should do it. Please do it. How would he be removed? So I laid out a list of ways back after he was elected that it could happen that we've all talked about before. It could be the 25th Amendment. They talked about this with Trump. It could be health reasons, COVID, whatever. It could be a Trump supporter gives him COVID and they blame it on Trump. Say Trump convince this person to not get vaccinated. This person ended up giving COVID to Biden. Therefore, Trump gave Biden COVID, you know, yada, yada, yada. But the reason that I thought that I was most leaning towards was his son, Hunter Biden. See, at the time, they were covering up all the Hunter Biden stuff. They were saying that it was Russian disinformation, all the intelligence agencies, all the networks, when it obviously was not Russian disinformation. They were just able to convince a bunch of people that actual videos of Hunter Biden sanding his own stick was Russian disinformation campaign. They wouldn't even look at, oh, no, it's Russian disinformation. I won't even look at it. And I speculated at the time that perhaps this is one of the techniques, and this is written about in propaganda literature, written about in the CIA agency manuals about the timely release of negative information is you bury it, you cover it up until you can release it in a way that is going to benefit you, especially when it's information that you can't completely censor. And this would fall under that category. So they would not let it out then when it was obvious then. I mean, it was so obvious then. I mean, video after video after video. Hunter Biden, there was not a photo of Hunter Biden that was not of him naked with his junk in his hand. I mean, and they're going, that's Russian information, disinformation. I mean, my goodness, I just feel so, I'm so worried about people who bought into this. But they covered it up then, somehow. And my thought at the time was, either they're leaking it slowly out, no pun intended, because they're trying to just bury it by exonerating him in some weird way. They weren't exonerating him at all. It's like, they, they, Hunter Biden always makes sure a camera's on before he commits some sort of crime. Hold on, I'm about to light up my crack pipe. Make sure there's five or six cameras on. I don't know what he did before cell phone cameras. I guess he had a camera crew follow him around. But my thought at the time was they're saving it. They're saving it because this is an easy way to get Joe out. And then when this whole trust building thing came about of the Davos agenda, the instructions, because Davos acknowledged that the people of the world are increasingly more aware of the elites and are increasingly 
distrusting of them and are increasingly distrusting of these institutions of control, that they have to rebuild trust in these institutions of control, specifically the mainstream media. And there was like 12 Davos panel discussions about trust, and the mainstream media was an integral part of that. And then we saw these efforts by CNN. CNN brings a new guy. They start doing all these things where they pretend to push back on stuff, pretend to ask questions, but they never ask real questions. And then I'm like, this is the Hunter Biden thing. Hunter Biden is going to be how the media tries to rebuild trust. One of the ways, anyway. They're going to pretend that they shine the light on Hunter Biden's problems. They expose Hunter Biden, and they said, we can't have you as president anymore, Joe, because of all of these issues with Hunter. And unbelievably, they're actually doing that. Now, I know you guys, and I know I, we all know that this is bogus, but for all the people who never heard the Hunter Biden stuff before because they believed it to be Russian disinformation because of the intelligence agencies, they're hearing it now. They're hearing it now from people like Brian Stelter of CNN. I talked a few weeks ago, probably about three weeks ago, there was a CNN journalist or or a contributor on there all the time. She's on every panel discussion. And she tweeted, maybe the Hunter Biden laptop is not Russian disinformation. And I talked about this on the show for probably about five minutes because I said, this is different. Because usually if a CNN person did this, they're gone from CNN. In fact, usually if you did this at all on Twitter, you get like a flag on your thing. Or if you're the New York Post who originally reported the laptop story, you get banned for a couple of weeks. It was just very different, out of the ordinary, and to me it signaled a definite trend changing, a normalization of CNN people talking about how the Hunter Biden thing is actually a problem for Joe, and maybe that is the reason why he is not going to run in 2024, or perhaps will be outed even sooner, and then they can say, we did all this brilliant reporting exposing this, you should trust us, and Apple is banana, banana's an idiot, and whatever, then you can just swallow the banana whole if you buy into it. That's, I mean, that is what is going on with CNN, and now the Hunter Biden story is being brought into it, and I knew that that was the start of a trend. And now we have Brian Stelter, who called it Russian disinformation, the Hunter Biden laptop, now openly suggesting, asking questions about whether or not Hunter Biden is why Joe will not be able to run in 2024, acknowledging that it is a problem, without acknowledging that he called it Russian disinformation. What about Hunter? Hunter under federal investigation. Charges could be coming at any time. This is not just a right-wing media story. This is a real problem mm-hmm. for the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Could he decide not to run for re-election, given his son? Look, they make, they make decisions as a family, and um, they will make that decision uh, when it's time. But do you, like think, you, they've said, talked, do you think they've talked about it yet? No. They're, the president's doing his job. He's doing his work. He's not focused on that. It's 19 months. <laughs> Why would he be doing that? Um, okay, so you're saying it's, uh, the press is getting ahead of... Way ahead, way ahead. Joe's gone. Hunter will be one of the main reasons why. CNN and others will claim that they were the reason Biden either didn't run or stepped down after the midterms. They will claim a win for themselves, a hold up as a scalp, that they claim, because of their trustworthy reporting. And we have this guy here answering. This is one of Joe Biden's handlers from the White House. He just left the White House, like within the past couple of weeks. He was with her for three years. He's a former MSNBC producer. I can't remember his name, but he went from MSNBC producer to the White House to handle Jill Biden, something Joe likely hasn't done in a long time. And his answer is that the family makes decisions together in regards to Hunter Biden. That Really, they make decisions together? That's very interesting. Perhaps Hunter's cameraman is Joe if they're making decisions together. I mean, what a stupid answer, and they haven't talked about it, he says. Give me a break. 
what a ridiculous thing to say. That's so dishonest, so obviously dishonest. They think their viewers are stupid. Again, I will emphasize this. If you hate Trump and your hate of Trump has caused you to blindly believe the things that these people say, you need to step back because they think you are stupid. They do. And they count on you being stupid to buy stuff like this. Joe's done. I think he's done after the midterms. They get their first female president. Then Kamala gets primaried. That's my prediction. I might be wrong, but I just don't know how much longer they can keep up Weekend at Bernie's going here. All right, so in the Drive Time News Blast XR, we're going to talk about how they're trying to use the Alex Jones trial to silence all conspiracy theorists. And some interesting theories they have about conspiracy theorists that I personally found pretty extraordinary. And if you want to get access to that content, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there to get the Drive Time News Blast XR. Or if you want to make a one-time donation, you can do that through paypal.com slash paypalme slash Brad Binkley, B-I-N-K-L-E-Y. It's a bit of a mouthful there, but I'll put the links in the descriptions on the podcast app. I don't know how this shows up on all the podcast apps. I do put these links in that description. I don't currently have a website. I don't have any products to sell. Not currently anyway. Hopefully in the near future, I will. And I'm not great at shameless self-promotion, so this is how I'm making do for now. But I put my heart into it, and I'm trying to get to the truth. So thank you again for listening. You guys are wonderful. Have a fantastic rest of your day.